What's going on, guys? It's great to be uh, recording another episode of this podcast, episode three. Very excited um, to be back here talking about MMA with you guys. Before I start, I want to let you guys know that my podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Now that that's out of the way, a lot of stuff happened this week, a um, lot of things to talk about. To start out, I want to talk about the UFC event from this past weekend. Um, they had an event at Wichita. It was Dos Santos versus Lewis. Um, we talked about my prediction for that fight in the last podcast, um, episode two, that I recorded last week, but I'm going to be talking uh, talking about some of the fights from the main card um, from UFC Wichita. And to start, I want to talk about um, Benil Dariush and his filthy submission. Um, <laughs> that was honestly one of the best uh, submissions I've ever seen. Uh, the triangle armbar, it was just a beautiful display of his uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu game. And it was awesome to see a guy like Benil Dariush, um, who's just—he's just such a great guy, um, and he's—he's he's had a rough stretch. It was awesome to see him get a win. Um, recently, uh, he was doing good against Edson Barbosa, and then he got uh, knocked out with that flying knee. He got caught, and then he had a draw with Evan Dunham, and then when he fought Alexander Hernandez, he got knocked out in the first round. I think he kind of underestimated him. But, I mean, Alexander Hernandez is a great fighter. Like, hats off to him. But Benil has just, he's been going through a tough stretch. But he's on a two-fight win streak now. And I think that submission uh, that he got this past weekend over Drew Dober, um, I think it gave him some confidence. And uh, I definitely think he's still a top-of-the-division guy. Uh, he's got great talent. And I could see him... Um, you know, breaking into that top five, maybe. I know it's it's a deep division um, over there at lightweight, but I, I could definitely see him breaking into that top five and uh, potentially challenging for a belt. Next up, um, Nico Price, always an exciting guy to watch. He had a beautiful knockout um, over Tim Means in the first round with 10 seconds left uh, before the bell. Um, so... Such a good knockout that it actually broke Tim Means' leg in the process. Um, but yeah, Price is always having exciting fights. Um, he's only been to one decision in his 16-fight career. So he's always looking to finish the fight. And, you know, he's just one of those guys that every time uh, he's on a card, you got to tune in because something crazy is going to happen. Next guy to talk about, Elizu Zaliski Dos Santos. Um... Hard name to pronounce, but this guy, he's a killer. Um, he got a submission over Curtis Millinder, first round. Uh, got a nice rear naked choke. He's on a seven-fight win streak. Um, and he in this win streak, he has now wins over Curtis Millinder, uh, Sean Strickland, Max Griffin, um, and some other very talented fighters. Uh, he's also on a three-fight finish streak. So he's been looking very good. Um, as of recent and after the fight he called for a top five opponent um, 
in a stacked welterweight division, I don't see him getting a top five opponent after beating Curtis Millinder, but I love the intensity he brings, and I love the confidence he has in himself. Um, but even though I don't think he's going to get a top five opponent after that win, um, it's great to see another uh, good contender um, emerge in a very deep 170 division. Last but not least to talk about um, from this event, the main event, Junior Dos Santos versus Derek Lewis, played out exactly how I had predicted. My man Junior Dos Santos got the TKO over Derek Lewis in the second round. Um, honestly, man, I'm pretty sure everybody saw this coming. I mean, Junior's just on a different level, a much higher level than Derek Lewis. Um, Arguably the most decorated UFC heavyweight fighter of all time. He's got wins over um, in the UFC. He's got wins over Fabricio Verdum, uh, Crow Cop, Gabriel Gonzaga, Roy Nelson, Shane Carwin, Kane Velasquez, Frank Mir, Mark Hunt, um, Stipe Miocic. Uh, the list goes on. He's beaten so many great guys. And... His just his striking's on another level. Um, after the fight, he talked about a possibility of fighting Ngannou. Um, that'd be a very exciting matchup. Two phenomenal strikers. Um, that fight probably won't go to the ground, and it will probably end up with somebody getting knocked out. So I would definitely be open to the possibility of that fight. But um, there are a lot of fun matchups to be made after that fight. Um, with the top four contenders at heavyweight, um, you know JDS can fight Stipe um, for the uh, for the third time to see who takes that. Um, he could fight Ngannou. Uh, there's DC. You know they could all fight each other. Um, I really hope Brock Lesnar doesn't get in the way of this because it's uh, it's honestly just good to see heavyweight becoming more lively again after being so dull for so long. But now that we have recapped UFC Wichita, um, I want to talk about some of the things that have been announced this week. Some things, um, like uh, like I kind of said last podcast, there are some things that I was expecting, some things that I really wasn't expecting. I don't, I really wasn't expecting this next thing to be announced. But uh, BJ Penn versus Clay Guida got booked for UFC 237 in Rio. This fight might have been fun in 2010. But I'm not interested in this fight in 2019 at all. Um, BJ Penn is currently on a six-fight losing streak. And he has not won a fight in nine years. Clay Guida will win this fight um, easily. Probably however he wants at this point. Um, but out of my respect for BJ Penn, I probably won't watch this fight. I'm just, I can't, I can't see BJ lose again. You know, it's it's tough. He's such a legend of the sport, and to see him go down this path um, is just it's it's really really tough to witness. Anthony Johnson uh, recently said that he would come out of retirement to fight John Jones. Um, I'm not interested in this matchup at all. John Jones is unstoppable. Rumble's huge. The fight would be a heavyweight. I'm sure Rumble's cardio is disgusting right now. He probably would not last five seconds into a fight with John Jones. 
Um, I was excited when this fight was originally booked years ago at light heavyweight for the title. But at this point, I do not think Rumble has any chance to beat John Jones. I really don't think anybody has a chance to beat John Jones. Um, definitely light heavyweight. Um, there's some guys who I think can beat Jones at heavyweight. Um, Stipe, I think DC could beat John Jones at heavyweight and maybe light heavyweight. Um, maybe JDS could beat Jones. I don't think, I don't, I really don't think Francis beats Jones. I don't. Um, I'd have to think about it more. I really haven't thought about it. But I definitely don't think Rumble beats Jones, and I'm not interested in that matchup at all. <laughs> to shift from MMA a little bit, uh, Paul Malignaghi signs with Bare Knuckle FC. <laughs> He's 36-8 and eight as a pro boxer. Um, they most likely signed him to uh, box Artem Lobov. Um, honestly, I'm pretty excited about this. The, uh, the bad blood should make the build-up to this fight exciting, and I know I'm definitely going to tune in if those two uh, fight. Um, I hope they promote it well because that can definitely do um, make them a lot of money, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited uh, if that matchup um, becomes a thing. Uh, next up, two huge fights got added to UFC 237. Uh, first, I want to talk about Jose Aldo versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, Jose Aldo has been looking like vintage Jose Aldo in his last two fights. He has TKO wins over Jeremy Stevens and Renato Moicano. Um, he's been looking really good. Uh, he lost to Max Holloway in the two fights before that, but Max Holloway is a killer. Um, arguably the best featherweight of all time. It's either him or Jose Aldo. And, um... Yeah, I think Jose's got his confidence back, and uh, he's not looking. At, he's not going to be an easy fight for anyone. Um, but Alexander Volkanovsky has been phenomenal since he got into the UFC. Um, since he got in the UFC, he's six and zero, and he has wins over Chad Mendez and Darren Elkins in that win streak. Um, I believe he's nineteen and one as a professional. Um, but this fight is a big step up for Volkanovsky. That being said. It is a well-earned um, fight for Volkanovski. And if he were to win this fight, um, I would say he would be next in line for a title shot at 145 um, after Max Holloway fights for the interim belt at 155. Next fight I want to talk about for this card is Anderson Silva versus Jared Cannonier. Anderson is arguably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. And he honestly looked really good against uh, Israel Adesanya this February. He will be eager to cap off his career with a win in his home country. Um, but his opponent is tough. Cannoneer has fought some tough competition in the UFC. And since his move to middleweight, um, he's had one fight uh, in his debut in November. And he got a TKO win over David Branch. I believe it was in the second round. Um... So this will in no way be an easy fight for Anderson Silva, um, but I'm excited for this matchup. Both guys are gonna look out, uh, come out looking um, to get an emphatic win uh, for different reasons. But that is a very intriguing matchup, and I am very excited to watch that fight. Huge fight they got booked. Um, Yoel Romero versus Jacare too has been booked for April 27th, and I believe that is a main event. Um, their first fight. 
ended in a controversial split decision win for Yoel Romero. And uh, now Yoel Romero is looking to bounce back from um, his split decision loss to Robert Whitaker for the belt last summer. And Jacare is coming off a third round KO over former champ Chris Weidman. Um, these guys are both killers. Um, I don't I don't know how much bad blood there is, but after uh, the way their last fight ended, I know both men are going to be coming out looking for a finish, and um, this is going to be um, arguably up there uh, has the potential to be fight of the year. Um, I I really hope this is a main event because I would love to see five rounds of that. Um, they're two of the best middleweights of all time. Um, I mean, yeah, that's just going to be an awesome matchup. Next up, um, Alexander Gustafson versus Anthony Smith is headlining UFC Stockholm in June. Now, this one is really special to me because Alexander Gustafson is my favorite fighter of all time. Um, ever since I started watching MMA and I started getting into the UFC, I've been following his career. And I, I, you know, I just think he's a all-around great person and a great fighter. Um, both of them are coming off of losses to John Jones in their most recent fights. Uh, both were t uh, challenging for the title, and they both lost. Um, Gus has only lost to the best of the best in the UFC. He lost um, to Phil Davis. He lost a questionable title fight to John Jones at UFC 165 in 2013. A lot of people, including me, think he won that fight. And uh, he lost to Anthony Johnson. Then he lost a questionable decision for the title uh, to Daniel Cormier in 2015. And then he just recently lost to John Jones. But in his career, he has wins over Glover Teixeira, Jan Blahovich, Jimmy Manawa, Shogun Hua, um, Tiago Silva. The list goes on. He's fought the best of the best. And, um, you know, he's up there with them. Anthony Smith. Uh, was on a tear before losing to John Jones. He was on a three-fight win streak since he moved to light heavyweight, um, beating former champions Rashad Evans and Shogun, and then he beat number one contender Vulcan Ustamir um, in a basically a title eliminator fight, and he got the uh, finish in that fight. So Anthony Smith is not a pushover. I do think Alexander Gustafson is going to win, and I think he will get a finish, but... Anthony Smith is um, is not going to be an easy guy to just walk over, and this fight is um, is going to be a very very exciting fight. That is all I have for this podcast. Um, it was a pretty short episode, but we got a lot covered. Um, thank you for tuning in. I have some big stuff planned for the future, so stay tuned for that. Um, with that being said, this is Maulers and Brawlers, and I'm Jake Bass.